Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Pashy, otherwise known as the other guy. You're tuned into Blue Gold Radio Sunday on 89.7, streaming at bluegoldradiosunday.com, and new exciting news, available now on Spotify. Yeah, we're kind of sprucing it up here. Tonight, we bring you Dungeons and Dramas, and excitingly enough, we have the combination of both casts here finally for a joint effort. I'm not going to waste too much more time with introductions and formalities, we're going to dive right in here. The Recount. The original adventuring party, combining of Tolva, Fiona, Alumi, Torrance. Upon completing your journey in Mirthhaven and resolving the Witch Cult, journeyed forth into the forest of the Briar King. Assailed and accosted by the nightmarish and ghoulish creatures of this forest, you managed to escape finally in the night. Completing your journey, you have acquired a strange, mysterious piece of a magical wand collected from an ogre's camp. A broken golden shard of some ancient wizard's wand, perhaps. In doing so, you figure your best chance of identifying such a strange object is to journey yourselves out to the city of Amarel, the city of mages, the Sapphire of the North, as it's called journey successful you've entered the city and at such point you've spent the last few days getting accustomed to the strangeness of this place the loud banging noises the consistent smell of corrosive chemicals and somewhat strange noises as this is the city of experimentation a place where knowledge is the only currency dealt and information is something of a price if you wish to learn and to sort of identify what this strange shard of a magic wand properly is for, work must be done. And it is so, Tolva, as we join you tonight, having left the majority of your party as they've gone in search of somebody willing to identify the object for a price, you are getting a drink. Joining you is one of your newer traveling companions, Kevin. Kevin, if you'd like to describe your character for the audience, please. I'm Kevin with an A. All right. Kevin with an A. Your halfling rogue companion, a gentleman in his sort of middle years, a bit scruffy. Some of his facial hair has become a little bit peppered. His hair thinning on top, but pulled back to the sides, dressed in brown leather garments with hints of what could pass a street close to make themselves somewhat indiscriminate in a crowd. You know them to be somewhat light-fingered, Tolva, which, in contrast to your more fervent religious values and beliefs, is made for quite the strange chemistry between the two of you. It is at this time you enter, or are on your way to enter a tavern, when you bump into two other strange individuals. One is a dark-skinned uh, elven woman who appears clad in a green cloak with what appear to be hunting tools at her sides. Standing beside her is an older gentleman, uh, somewhat whitish, more peppered facial hair to his presence, similarly clad in hunting clothes, and garb that also does not match much of the city. In this, the city of mages, bright colors are the normality. Clean clothes, reds, blues, and yellows, things that clearly are attempts to make themselves stand out as the egotistical society that resides here within the city of mages is 
Sort of what happens if you had all of the nobles and elites of a society suddenly decide to get shoved in one room. Suddenly the people who don't look significant are the sort of more standout-ish crowd. These are clearly two individuals who work with their hands. And after a strange exchange of looks, Holst and Katrina, you recognize similarly two other individuals who stand out strangely. Tolva, if you describe yourself as it has been a while since the audience heard of you, how have you changed in the last two years of your adventuring? Ah, uh, yes, Tolva. Well, as you know, he is a water ganasi of the greenish variety. Uh, his seaweed-like hair is more down to his shoulders now. He's kind of let it grow out. Uh, other than that, he's wearing his good old leather rags that he travels around in and has his good old book, or just a bag of books that he reads. Okay. And I do have an important question for you, Tola. Are you currently in possession of the massively oversized greatsword, or do you have your trusty warhammer on you? Unfortunately, the greatsword was lost when they abandoned the cart. That's right. So you have a rather large maul with what appears to be a lightning bolt carved into the stone of its head. And after a brief exchange between the two parties, there's a sort of mutual understanding. Formalities transpire, at first somewhat brush and somewhat aggressive. Uh, it would appear, Holst and Katrina, your interest in pursuing work aligns with their interest in pursuing work. You gathering yourselves at this breakfast time, explain the two of you recently received a letter of possible prospect at work and you two looking for a way to probably pay for the magic required to identify your arcane relic decide perhaps it's time to work a job collaboratively before introducing these two other individuals perhaps to your main party who to the best of your knowledge probably are doing what they said they were going to do but it is a loomy and it is Torrance. So, probably getting into trouble. Give it a 50-50. So, Holst, Katrina. Going over to the bulletin board, you have three options before you. I'll let you two pick. There's a bounty to hunt three wild boar in the nearby forest. There's a bounty to look for a missing puppy or there's a bounty to hunt down a thief that apparently stole an arcane orb designed for scrying on individuals from a local mage. Which of these avenues would you like to pursue? Well, Katrina, I do have great skill in hunting wild beasts. However, this orb it sounds curious to me. What say you? I prefer um, the thief over the boar, but I don't have a preference at this point. I am skilled with the um, boar, but I want to try something new with the humans. Then the orb we shall take. Alright. After a moment of the exchange, the older human man approaches you once more, Tolva and Kevin with an A. Uh, 
presenting to you a bounty that appears to be to the extent of looking for a stolen orb and you're tasked with tracking a thief. Tova, you have some experience in hunting. We'll say a different type of game. So this perhaps is something more familiar. However, Kevin, as you look into this contract, you notice there are certain patterns similar to one of the old thieves you used to run with. It's noted that the thief broke in through the top window, did not make any sound, there was no major sign of broken entry, and all that was left in the orb's place were a series of spider webs. Do you have any of these details that you would like to share with your party, or do you choose to keep your lips tight on the matter? I don't trust any of them, so I'm going to stay quiet. Okay. Choosing to take silence, it is then. As before much longer, you gather your party collectively, setting off on your adventure. Who would like to roll me an investigation check to pick up a lead? But I've been known to get a nat 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Tova, you feel comfortable rolling investigation, or does somebody else want to try it? Um, if anyone would like to try, they're welcome. As I will let him go. Okay. Tova, I'll have you make the first roll then, and make an investigation check. Big money. It's not a nat 20, but it's a 19. Okay. 20 is pretty, or 19 is very high. As collaboratively, the two hunters of your party, you can't help but be impressed by this strange holy man. And I would say at this point, um, well, perhaps Holst, you're not as familiar with some of the more traditional religions as you come from a tribal background. Katrina, you as an elf begin to notice the holy symbol hanging from the strange man's neck, and you are able to pick up that this is the symbol of Talas. He's the god of thunder and storms. He is a, not necessarily a war god, but he is a god of sort of a more severe version of justice. Which you begin to realize perhaps this contract you've selected is less business and almost more of a a personal matter, or it could be taken as a personal matter. This is, this is his religious role within society, so to speak. He, he performs perhaps a role similar to an inquisitor from other forms of faith in history. On a 19, you quickly return to the scene of the crime. You are able to successfully navigate this strange, large, rolling city, despite strange streets, carts that are moving in irregular manners, all manner of different humanoid creatures, strange mythical creatures, familiars and what have you. You arrive eventually to what is best described as a three-story home, and it is quite large. It's not quite a manor, but looking at it, it has smooth wooden roofs opposed to thatch like many other homes it's got relatively fresh paint on it it's sort of this creamier color and you can still smell sort of the pine residue from when the boards were cut coming from this place who would like to knock on the door of this home i suppose i will okay to a few knocks tova there is a pause and the door opens and before you is a, a sort of a more mature older elven woman um i'd say similar to katrina it's very she's similar to yourself however i would say there are a few distinct differences predominantly she's much older than you her hair is almost completely white and her fingers are long and spindly but she's wearing a very beautiful flowing sort of pink gosmer like gown 
her eyes is sharp blue. Uh, peek out the door before opening it more completely, uh, sort of scanning over each of you, taking in your worth. Her eyes stop on Kevin for a moment with an element of suspicion, uh, but then sort of return to you. Good evening, darlings. What can I do for you? Good day, ma'am. Uh, we are here because of the notice that you posted. Ah, you are here to seek um, the reprocurement of my properties. Yes. Well, I'll tell you the same thing I told the guards. The thief broke in through the third story window. Not a sound was heard. None of my arcane alarms went off, as many of them are established on the first floor here, if I'm being honest. I don't typically expect a bird to come in and steal my things. The perpetrator seemingly walked on air, didn't alert my familiar, procured my orb of scrying, and disappeared, leaving only the strangest residue along some of the walls and the floor. R residue? What, what was this residue? I have no idea. It's still in the facility. Please come in. And with that, she gestures for you all to follow her in. Holst and Katrina, your more acute hunter senses with passive perception kick in. And Tolva for you a little bit as well. The smell of, like, apple and spice immediately attracts your attention as you enter into the space. The, this sort of chamber as you enter is a completely different temperature. As it is nearing winter time, it is sort of the deeper fall season. It's quite brisk outside, and you almost can sense it's got to be some sort of arcane enchantment within the space, as you sort of almost dethaw. Your bones warm up, and the smell of this sort of apple spice, it's quite alluring. Um, and to you, host, I'd say, coming from a more wilderness background, it kind of, your, your sort of hackles come up a little bit, because you can tell this is sort of, some sort of illusion, perhaps. But... Slowly but surely, she escorts you up a series of long, tall wooden stairs that spiral upwards. Um, you can see a number of paintings, tall statues, um, other strange, similar sort of glass cases that seem to have different elements of jewelry. One that catches your eye, Kevin, coming from a more, shall we say, questionable professional background. You see what appears to be a silver rod inside of one of these glass cases that as you sort of gaze over it you can give me an intelligence check 16 16 you gaze at this sort of silvery staff and you take a moment but you begin to do some math in your head Kevin you're about to calculate that this staff probably is worth a couple thousand gold it would be a significant score for you you have any interest in possibly trying to procure it either presently or if you want to wait for a more opportune time but i would say 16 you can probably gauge it would be worth something between 2000 to 5000 gold pieces god <laughs> which i should note holst you're somebody a little bit more attuned to people's presence if you could give me an insight check sort of give you an, you an idea with some of this in mind what this potential employer is capable of and what kind of person it would take to have the, let's say, 
carelessness or courage to rob them. Are we adding modifiers to that too? Uh, just your wisdom, I believe. Oh, okay. Seven. Seven. Mm. It's hard to gauge. It's it's hard to gauge. You feel your employer is probably wealthy. To their personal capabilities, you're not really sure if this is an object that they would have procured from somebody else or if this is something that would have created themselves. But you're aware that they have money and they're not afraid to flaunt that. So, as you continue to ascend up the stairs, finally reaching the third floor, this sort of sweet apple spiced scent previously described sort of alerted to you by Katrina as a party changes to this sort of almost moldy scent this sort of not quite rotting but sort of damp um uncomfortable thickness to it and you can feel the temperature in the space while not necessarily colder it almost feels more humid within this chamber before you is not necessarily an attic but it is a smaller room here on the third floor behind a locked door a single window uh, stands across into sort of a, what would be in the arch of the roof, sort of the, where the points would connect in this chamber. Um, you can see what appears to have been a large glass case, similar to what you had seen in the previous floors, but this one appears to be uh, empty. Inside of it, you can see what now is strange white sticky substances, which you can also see scattered throughout the room on the ceiling uh, and along some of the walls. Is at this point your uh, potential employer turns to you. For your point of reference, darlings, my name is Anastasia Sembrius. I am a master of enchantment. This was the housing container for a relic I was planning on selling an auction in several weeks. Only a handful of people were aware of this object's existence. Myself, the auction house, and a handful of my associates. I am more than willing to compensate you if you can find whoever did this. Living or dead is not of consequence to me, only the retrieval of my object. I have a lot of money riding on this transaction at auction. But, as stated, I am uncertain as to what this substance that now coats my abode might be. I request that you do not destroy it, as some of the guards said they wanted to come back and collect samples. But we all know how incompetent they are. Mm. I leave you to this chamber. Do not touch anything outside of this chamber, please. Before you leave, could we ask some questions? Certainly. For one, could we get a list of the associates that would know of this item? Yes, I can have that written up for you. I will present it before you leave. Uh, Second question. What was the item? A crystal orb, uh, loosely the size of a softball, purple, sort of crystalline in its coloration, with an elegant platinum embezzlement on its bottom. I should specify, what was the purpose of this item? It would, in theory, enable an individual to observe others without being seen at great distances. Hmm. All right. Thank you. I also have a question, though. Yes. What was cooking downstairs? That smell. Nothing. That's merely the presence of certain elements of enchantment. I make all of my carpets smell like apple pie. 
Hmm. If you have interest in procuring one for yourself, I charge a modest fee for them. Yes, please. Hmm. And with that, as you begin your investigation with this chamber, we will conclude our session tonight. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening in. You're tuned into Blue Gold Radio Sunday. I'm Jack Pashi. Have a nice night, everybody. Bye-bye.